I get to Vach Rabbi I'd like to start with a story. I'd like to start with a Maisa Shahoya. True story. I don't know if this one made the rounds, didn't make the rounds. Nowadays, this is the time that everybody, anything can become viral in seconds. So I want to tell you a Maisa, true Maisa. I heard this um, from my wife. A neighbor came over and told it to us. It happened to her cousin. So as far as I know, it's a true, real, authentic story which I don't know has been making the rounds. I have no idea. But listen to the story of Tegavaldi Gamaisa, which I feel can tell us a tremendous lesson as well. So my has a cousin living in a settlement right next to Gaza. And on October 7th, so, so she was living over there. And her next door neighbor is a woman. The husband was away at the time. Two children. One a four-year-old child, and the other one was a four-month-old baby. The Arabs, the terrorists, they came inside, and they immediately killed the neighbor, the mother. They took the two children, the four-year-old child and the four-month-old baby. They let these two kids to the next-door neighbor, which was a cousin of my neighbor, to the mother. They said, here, Hold these. She says, okay. And then they schlep her into Gaza. They schlep her as a hostage into Gaza. She's walking and walking, holding these two kids. And at one point, she looks around, and she sees that there's no one watching her. There's nobody around. They're all busy doing other things, looking after those ones, with this one. No one's watching her. So she looks and she says, you know, maybe this is my opportunity. So she's holding a four-year-old child, a four-month-old baby, and she starts to walk towards the border. That's open. She walks towards the border, waiting, I'm sure, that someone's going to stop her, but nobody stops her. And she walks and she walks and she walks for four hours. She's holding these two children in her hand. Four hours. She managed to escape. She survived. And she lived to tell the story. Now, unfortunately, not many was Zoycha for that incredible act of Ashkocha Pratis. Incredible Chesed Hashem. And we don't understand why. And recently, I have been receiving a number of emails and questions from people, what's the Avoida? What are we meant to do, you know, especially for us in Eretz Sometimes it gets a little bit like monotonous. Okay, the war, okay, we'll say to him, we'll say Kapitel Tehillim, and of course we'll have in mind the soldiers, and Avada, Sakon of Klali But sometimes it gets a little bit dry. And we said, what, what are we meant to be doing? What are we meant to be thinking? What's our avoider? So I cannot answer the question. I don't know. I don't know. But I can give you a small thought. What may be possibly what I was thinking for myself to work on. That maybe together we can also do a similar idea. And others to work on a mind-boggling idea, which is a simple idea, but yet so important. And, and, and I think the story that we just mentioned represents that idea. That everything in the world happens with the reason. Everything happens with a pshat. There is nothing that happens stum. The Medrash Rabbah tells us in Bereshis that when Reb Shimon Bayachai came out of the cave, he saw a hunter. And he saw birds that the hunter was trying to hunt. And a baskal came out, says the Medrash. And the baskal said that those birds are going to be captured and killed. And those birds are going to go for free, says Reb Shimon Bayachai. We see from there, says the Medrash, quoting Reb Shimon Bayachai, what do we see? That there's no such thing as anything in the world that happens stum. 
There's no such thing of something that just happens, that just occurs. Everything has a pshat. And everything is from the Rabbi Nishalaylam. Famous story from the Baal Shem Tov. We've said it here many times before. The Eilig of Shem. He was teaching a bunch of Talmidim out in the field somewhere. And as he was giving Shay, a leaf dropped off a, one of the trees and slowly made its way down onto the grass, onto the floor beneath. The Baal Shem Tov stopped the Shay and he said, Rabbi Sai, I want to show you something. He went over to the leaf. He picked up the leaf. There's a little worm underneath over there. And he said, this was ordained in Shomayim, that this worm needed shade. And it had no shade and it was hot. It was bothering the worm. And therefore, that leaf came up specifically at that time, specifically at that exact position, and fell down exactly over the worm in order to make sure that that worm got the shade that it needed. Rabbi say nothing in the world happens stum. Everything is preordained. Everything happens Bahashkacha Pradesh. The Gemara tells us in Khulin Davzain, that means there isn't a person in the world that trips and hurts his finger, hurts his foot, hurts his toe, whatever it may be. If there wasn't Xera in Shomayim. A blade of grass doesn't move unless it was Xera Mina Shomayim. And that is an avoider that we have to work on. Bacha asked me, teach me about Yerushalayim. Teach me Yerushalayim. Isn't that amazing? Bacha 2023. I want to know about Yerushalayim. That's what I want to know about. Beautiful. You look at the beginning of all the Svarim. Everyone and anywhere. Whether it's whatever it is, whatever you look at. It's all the same thing. It's looking at the Rabbi Shalom's creations. Look at how he directs the world and you see Hashem. Most amazing thing. They asked Rabbi Damila one time, what is the most important Muslim Sefer to learn? And this is not about that. And he said, maybe people will disagree with me. But he said, you should learn Chayvis Alavavis, Shara B'china. Because you learn to see the Rabbi Nishalaylam in everything in the world. You learn to see Hashem in every action, in every creation, in everything in the world. You get to see the Rabbi Nishalaylam. I said to this boy, I think I repeated a couple of times, a number of boys, same idea. I said, imagine, the Havdil Elif Havdolis. If I would tell you, about a certain inventor. He invents things. What do you think of such a guy? I don't know. I never heard of him. <laughs> I don't care about him. I don't know anything about him. I'm not impressed by anything he makes. I don't know what he makes. I don't understand how he makes it. Okay. Then I tell you, you know, do me a favor. Study his works for a year straight. An hour a day. Study everything he created, everything he invented, everything he performed. Study it. See what he did. He'll come back to me after you. will be like, wow, the guy's a genius. The guy's amazing. How did he do such a thing? How did he invent this? How did he come up with the idea with this? Because when you study the works of someone, you understand who they are, at least to some degree, and you're very impressed and you're in awe. If you want to be in awe of the Rabbi Nishalayim, if you want Yiras Hashem, you need to study the works of the Rabbi Nishalayim. And that's the world that we live in. Not just through the creations, which also we have to study. The human body the beautiful world that the Rabbi Shalom created, but everything that goes on in the world, every act that happens, everything that happens to our lives, is not stum. You met someone. I, somebody said to me, Hashkocha Pratis stories, and we've done, done it in Shiva a couple of times. These earth-shattering stories that Rabbi Pesach Kron says, those are the Hashkocha Pratis stories. One minute, what about the fact that you went to Shefa to buy something, or to pick up something in the pharmacy, and you met a guy who invited you Friday night meal? Boom, that's Hashkocha Pratis. The Rabbi Shalom is in our lives the whole time. You know, it's the, the greatest insult to someone if you've got no time for them. 
If they're trying to talk to you, and you've no interest to respond. The Rabbi Nishranim through Ashkacha Pratis is talking to us. He's talking to us. He's having a conversation with us. And if we have no time to even notice the details, if we have no time and no interest to notice what's going on, that is the greatest insult that we can have. We know, one of the Aserah Zadibos, Anoicha Hashem Alekecha Shosizichom Eretz Mitzrayim. The Rabbi Nishalayim took us out of Mitzrayim, that is Gavaldik. That's beautiful. One second, we have a very simple question. Which is not my kasha. The Rishonim asked the kasha, the Rosh and others. I don't understand. Don't you think the Rabbanishim should have said, at the first Aserah Zadibos, I am your God who created the world by Samarishis. What Shaykh is very nice, this is with Shrayim, it's beautiful, it's wonderful, we'll eat matzah, we'll drink wine, we'll have a moedic seder, that's beautiful. But the first thing that says to is, by the way, I am God who created, and who took you out of Mitzrayim. Why not created the world? The Rosh asked the Kasha. And the Rosh answered, and he said, because, alright, created the world, do I have Sefer Barashis, Parashat Barashis, unbelievable Midrashim, Chazal, Moedic. But maybe a person will be led to believe that the Rabbi Yishalonim created the world and left it that way. And left it to nature. No, 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 no. That's why we say, First of the Aserah I am Hashem who took you out of the tribe. There's constant Hashkacha Protis. Everything that happens in our lives is Hashkacha Protis. And perhaps the Avoida that we have to be working on at this time is to where to put our emuna, where to place our trust, to recognize the Ashkocha process that goes on in our life, to see everything Hashem does for us on a daily basis, every moment of the day. If only we would see. If only we would open up our eyes as the Loshan of the Chayvah Salabavitz and Shah Bechin in the beginning over there says that most people walk around blind. They're poshut blind. They're walking around with their eyes closed. They don't see the godless of the Bria Sa'odom, of the Bria Sa'olom, of the creation of the world, and the way the Rabbanishon runs the world and everything of our actions. And anything that happens, that's Zulash Kacha Protis. One end with one Meister. Which again, like I said at the beginning of today, I don't know if this is a famous one, not a famous one. Went viral, not went viral. It should go viral if anything should go viral. It's the most incredible story. And the lessons that can be learned from this story is endless. So if you heard it already, listen again. It's unbelievable. There was Yeshiva Bacha. There was Yeshiva Bacha here in Etzishol that went to visit his friend. His friend was sick in hospital. So he went to visit him, sat by his bed, sitting there, schmoozing, and in the same room, there's a soldier who's been injured in the war. This soldier is lying in bed, who also has a visitor, one of his friends, and each visitor is talking to who they're coming to visit, and everything is fine. The conversations are flowing, everything's great. Doesn't take long until eventually the conversation goes dry, and uh, the visitor of the army of the soldier said to the visitor of the other boy, the yeshiva boy, he says, so why don't you go to the army? Why are you not in the army? So he says, what do you mean? I'm a bachan yeshiva. I'm doing my part. We're sitting and learning. We're doing the shmira in the bismedrish. We say tehillim every day. And they start arguing backwards and forwards, right, wrong. Until the yeshiva bachan says to this guy, he says, by the way, not only do we learn, and of course, for all of the soldiers and the safety of Kali but we actually took on a soldier. We, each and every one of us, took on our own soldier. We have his name, and we dove him for him. 
We daven for him in davening. We say tehillim for him. We learn b'schus, his shmira. And therefore, that's a wonderful thing. So, the guy says to him, so, what's the name? What's the name of the soldier? So he says the name of the soldier. All of a sudden, the soldier that's in the bed, who's sick, who was injured, face goes white. He said, that's my name. You've been davening for me. Now this Yeshiva Bokha had no idea who he was davening for. And here he is, Bashkocha Protest, in the same hospital. So that's good ammunition for the visitor of the soldier. He says, ah, so you're davening for him and he's injured in bed. What's the pshat? The Bokha said, listen, I don't understand the Rabbanishim ways. Maybe who knows, he could have been injured in a much heavier way. And the Shmira helped him. And he was only injured in a small way. I don't know how the Rabbanishim runs the world. But one second. The soldier started talking. And he said to this Yeshiva Bokha, he said, tell me, how, how does your Seder Hayyoyim work? How does it work? The schedule of the day. So he told him the schedule of his day. And the Shibbacher says, like, why are you asking? So the soldier says, because I know exactly when I got injured. I know the time that I got injured. By the army, they have to record everything. They recorded the time that I was injured. I was injured at 4.30 p.m. 4.30 in the afternoon, I got injured. That's when my injury occurred. According to what you're saying, you're learning at that time. He said, what day was it? He said, it was Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday, I came a few minutes late to Seder. I wasn't there at four o'clock to learn at regular time. I came late. You didn't have the Shmira. Rabbi Sai, you know what that Meiser is? You know the Koyach of our Torah? You know the Koyach of our Tehillim? Of our Twillers? Is Oyim Benoyer? It's unbelievable. Here's an exact example of how someone's Torah is affecting somebody else. We are doing something. And we're doing something incredibly great. And Ashkoha Pratis of him being able to meet him on that day, at that time, in the same room in the hostel, what are the chances? The answer is, when the Rabbani Shon is running the world, there's no such thing as chances. Everything is Bashkocha Protest. Everything is preordained. We'll end Rabbi said with this. The Heilige Chovetz Chaim, and we said this before, the Heilige Chovetz Chaim once said at the end of time, right before Mashiach, the Rabbani Shalom will dangle down the rope and it will be shaking vigorously. And we have to hold on really, really tight. Whoever's holding on is going to make it till the end. The Amun and the Rabboni Shalom and the Ashkocha protest and how the Rabboni Shalom runs the world. Rabboni Shalom, hold on tight. It's being shaken very vigorously. Let's hold on to our Amunah. Let's hold on strong to the idea of Ashkocha protest. And Munah that the Rabboni Shalom does everything and there is nothing in this world that wasn't preordained. And Be'ez Hashem B'schus of our Gevaldige Munah in the Rabboni Shalom with our Tfiris, with our Torah. Be'ez Hashem we should be Zorcha that Klal Yisrael will have Gevaldige Yeshua's and we'll be Zorcha to be dancing together with the Binyan Ba'ishli B'shishi B'mhei B'amenu Amen.